The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Again, we're going to be in Proverbs chapter 14. And I mentioned last time we met that we were we kind of, to an extent, did a, some synopsis of the first nine verses of chapter 14 and then use some practical application or kind of the highlights of a lot of them. And I mentioned that we would go back and break down a couple of these verses. And so that's what we're going to do right now. We're going to go back and take a couple minutes and break down verses 2, 9, and 12, as I believe all of them kind of come together under one idea. Let's go ahead and read the scriptures, these three verses, and then I'll give you the idea where I'm coming from. So Proverbs 14, starting in verse 2, it says, He that walketh in his uprightness feareth the Lord. But he that is perverse in his ways despises him or despises the Lord. Um, verse number nine, fools make a mock at sin, but among the righteous there is favor. Verse number 12, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Now we look at those three and I, I want to go off this premise. The premise that I've heard people say, probably have said it myself, but maybe you've heard someone say something like this. Hey, trust me. I can do this. Uh, I'm, I'm okay. I'm smart enough. Uh, this happens for me in my home when I'm doing some level of construction. I enjoy doing it. I've gotten a little bit better at it. I like the fact that I can do something. Not only does it save us the money, someone else doing it. There's something about seeing a problem and figuring it out. I enjoy. Uh, but uh, my, my wife will often tell me, be a little safer. You know, I'll use a saw and I've got to go back to using things to cover the ears. You know, she's convinced that's why I don't hear her sometimes. Uh, we'll see. Um, uh, usually my kids get band-aids out ready to go before I even start the work. And it's a joke, but I try something new. I don't No, trust me, I can do this. And, and when I'm done and if I'm alive, they believe me. But prior to that, uh, maybe not so much. Now, in other parts of life, we say something similar. We kind of put all of the thought back on ourselves. I can do this. I can handle this. And, and as much as there is good in the aspect of taking responsibility and doing our part, I think sometimes that mindset can go too far. It can get, in, excuse me, it can get into a very humanistic mindset where it's about me and what I want and the direction I'm supposed to go and um, what I think is best. The problem with that is, is that we really don't know what's coming tomorrow. And what does the Bible tell us? Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. We really don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, next week, next month, next year. A perfect example of that is none of us expected 2020 to turn out the way it had. I think a lot of us, man, we had a lot of unique uh, thoughts of what was going to happen in the new decade. And uh, we always, you know, plans, our own plans, and man, none of it has been able to stay that way. And that was God's plan. And that's it's just not, you know, as much as... Much of what's going on is negative. There's some good to it. And good is that this idea of, oh, I got this. Trust me, I can do this. It's a wrong mindset if we're not careful. Again, I don't want to criticize the mindset across board because I think the full extreme of someone else needs to solve it's a problem too. But we look at this, and I want to break down these three verses because I think there's some great principles in these verses that we can see that will help us. So let's go back to verse number two in Proverbs where Solomon says, He that walketh in his uprightness, in his own integrity, feareth the Lord. But he that is perverse in his ways despises him. So first of all, he says, for those of us, he or she, the person, the Christian, that will walk, that will live according to his integrity. A brightness means rightness and integrity. 
Um, and I'll tell you what, integrity is something that is not always easy to find across board. We're very quick to find an easy way out, very quick to find a way to, to do our job easier or to cheat or to get away with something. And boy, integrity is definitely something that is easily recognized, but not always easily found. If you're a person of integrity, inevitably your coworkers and maybe your boss has already noticed that uh, because you stand out in the crowd. Um, if you're if you work with somebody of integrity, it's something you catch on to very quickly. You say, man, there's something different because the world is about getting, getting as much as I can for as little as I can do. With a lot of people you work for, a lot of it is I want to make as much money and do as little work as I can. And it's very different. But this, is, this happens not just in our work environments. This is in our Christian life. I want God to bless, and I think he should bless me for all these reasons. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to do the minimal. You know, I'm, I'm, not gonna, I'm not worried about reading my Bible. I'm not worried about church attendance. I'm not worried about these kind of things. And, and so there's this level of insanity where we're not really walking with God or striving to walk with God. But then we get frustrated that God allows certain things into our life or that we feel like God's not moving or God's not speaking when we've not walking with him. If you're not talking to God and reading your word, reading his word, don't be surprised if you're not hearing. And so it's easy, you know, he says, he that walketh in his brightness will fear the Lord. Why? Because we know that God is the right. You know, there is truth. There is right. There is right and wrong in this world. And, and don't get me wrong, it's not Democrat, Republican. There's right and wrong. And the source of that truth is God's word. It is God. Now, the world wants to tell you, we'll talk about this in a minute, how that's so wrong. They are wrong. God and his word are the source of truth. They are the ones that we hold on to. So if we're going to walk in uprightness, we're going to fear, really reverence, we're going to respect. Our desire is to follow and to please God. But he that is perverse in his ways despises him. Two particular words I think it's interesting. One, perverse. Um, simply the word perverse, it honestly just means crooked. They're not going the, the straight and narrow, the direction God wants. They're going crooked. They're going the opposite direction. They, they have their own path and they're going to kind of just do things their own way. The person who's going that way will ultimately despise, simply means to look down upon. So they will, they, they're doing their own thing, and they will look down on God, they will look down on church, they will look down on prayer, and frankly look down on anybody who finds these things to be important. And so he talks about the differences and say, well, I can do this, I can do this. And yes, God will allow you to do whatever you want. He will allow you to go a certain direction, but that doesn't mean he's going to bless in the process of it. And on a lot of occasions, he's just going to let you go and allow those things that are, you know, results of your decisions to happen. Uh, then he moves on to verse 9, and we look at where the idea says, fools make a mock at sin. But among the righteous, there's favor. We talked a little bit about this last time. Fools make a mock at sin. Uh, one, the idea is, you know, the world laughs at the idea of sin. We, we talk about things we should stay away from, shouldn't do. And frankly, the world laughs at us. They think we're silly. They think you're so, why would you do that? I don't, you're old-fashioned, you're weird. As a matter of fact, they, they call you intolerant and they even make you look bad and evil in our culture if you hold to biblical principles of what is right and wrong. The world laughs at sin, but the culture mocks those that think sin is wrong. Um, I was talking to a friend last, uh, friend last night. He was counseling somebody in, in a marriage aspect, and he mentioned how he was referencing how we grew up, you know, where we weren't, you know, when we were growing up in the year of dating, physical contact wasn't allowed, things of that nature. And, and this guy, he thought that was strange. He goes, but I guess it probably better than the scenario I ended up in, something along those lines. And I, and I look at that, the world looks at those kind of rules and thinks you're not, you're crazy. And they honestly have been convinced that those things are actually hurtful. 
They're actually hurtful to our, the next generation. If you don't let them explore, you don't let them do this, how are they going to make decisions? Well, we're supposed to train them up. But I think sometimes we get this idea that it's okay to let your family and your kids just kind of be destroyed so they can make decisions. No, may they be not have to do that. Fools look at sin and say, I can't think you have a problem with it. What is your issue? And by the way, that doesn't always mean that the person is unsaved. I mean, there are Christians who mock it. We look at it and say, well, I know, you know, let, let me give you thoughts when I think of mocking. Obviously, we, we, we think it's a joke, and the world looks at us as a joke, and they actually look at us as weird and dangerous to their thinking. Uh, because much of what we look at that we know the Bible says is sin, they're glorifying as great today. They're glorifying as good things, and they're not good things. And so they glorify and anybody who's going to say they're wrong, man, they're going to be fly. I mean, you know this. You, if you're on Facebook or something like that, you start telling the truth. won't be long before Facebook begins to censor you. The world does not want truth. And that's why it's so important to be here. And they mock anybody who holds to it. But So, you know, the, the, the unsaved person is going to mock and say, well, is God really going to do anything? Is he really going to punish me? Is he really going to strike me down with lightning? And so we put God in this scenario. And God's like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to let life fulfill itself. You know, be not deceived. God's not mock. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. He's not trying to cause grief. He's not trying to be angry. He's just trying to say, hey, you don't have to go this direction. Fools mock at it. And I love this. But among the righteous, there's favor. Those who are living in uprightness and trying their best to follow God. I'm not talking perfect. We sin. But we strive to walk with God. We strive to do our best. We, and when we do wrong, we, we get it right. We are of character. There's favor. Fools mock at it. But to those who strive to walk right, there's favor with God. Which means there's blessing. Which means there's peace. Ah, there's not this guilt of I wish I hadn't or this or that. There's just great blessing as we, as we look at the fact that among the righteous there is favor. Let's go down to verse number 12. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. This verse is very, very important in this entire thinking of, hey, I can do this my way. Because it simply states at the beginning, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man. So I asked the question, I wrote something down and asked, why do I think my way is right? Because here's why I asked this. Everyone can say my way is right, but not everyone it's going the same direction. Not everyone agrees. So can everyone be right when everyone disagrees with each other? If you have five people in a room and they all have five different opinions on something, can they honestly all be right? No, they cannot be. Because there is only one right, there's one wrong. Now, there are preferences and opinions, and I can do this, and I can do that. And, and yeah, there, there's, there's freedom, even especially in Jesus, there's freedom to say, I've been given liberty, and as you follow God, I can do this, and you can go. I'm not talking about those things. I'm talking about the straightforward right and wrong. Why do some people struggle? They say, I want to go this way. What, what, what basis do they go off of in this idea that my way is right? Well, a lot of times it's, it's based off of something that's happened in my past, my thinking, my, the belief system I was reared in, the thinking that I came up in, my experiences with religion, uh, maybe a bad marriage, and so I have a wrong view of marriage. Maybe I grew up in a home that was religious but not really good, and so I have a bad view of God. Um, you know, I watched a family that just did not function at all well, and so therefore I struggle with the idea of family. I don't see any good in it. I don't see how God could really be good in all this. And so because of that, I have created a scenario in my mind 
based upon those experiences that works because those didn't. And honestly, that makes sense. All of us do that to an extent. I, I refuse to be this because of that. If you've ever worked for somebody, you see, you know, I don't want to be that, so I'm going to try and be better. We all, you know, we all do that. You know, we all want to. The key is, though, the difference here is there's a difference between I need to adjust based upon experiences that's happened. And the, and the truth of this is, listen, I know that God's got a way. And I've seen it fail, and I don't believe it. I'm going to do my own way. There's my way. What I believe is right. I don't care what the Bible says. I don't care what the preacher says. I don't care. I don't care about the truth. Get out of my way. Let me do what I believe is right. That is where our country is today. You just watch the news. You listen to the debates. You listen to what these different um, different people, all the Custer Crunchy, are running for to try to offer you. They're offering you a life where you can kind of do whatever you want. And every bit of it gets one step closer every day, one step further away from God. That is where our culture is. There's a way that seems right unto a man, but here's the problem. But the end thereof are the ways of death. Following my own thinking and not the truth of God only brings struggle. Why do you think we find ourselves in, our, in, the, in the culture where we are today? Because there was a way. For years, people have been going away from church and going away from God and saying, I'm going to do it my way. And now we're reaping the end of that. It's not a surprise. God promised right here that those type of things would happen. And so we may be very, very careful. Hey, trust me, I know what I'm doing. Actually, we don't. We think we know what we're doing. We think we're going the right way. But we don't know what's coming. We don't know. We really don't even know what the result of those decisions are, no matter how much knowledge, even biblical knowledge we may have. We don't know what's coming. And oh, may we be so, may we make it, understand the importance of not just kind of doing what we think is right. Study, research, follow God. And if you're not saved, I'm not talking follow religion or follow church or a preset list of rules that comes from a man-centered religion. I'm not talking that. I'm talking get to know a God who guides you, who directs you, and offers you freedom, offers you love, acceptance, and freedom and forgiveness from all the other battles that Satan uses to hold you down. May that be the freedom that may what you enjoy even today. If you're not saved, I encourage you. Uh, maybe be the day you call upon him. For those of us who have placed our trust in Jesus, uh, may we evaluate the truths of this and say, listen, it doesn't make a difference what I think is going to happen. I'm going to trust the sovereign God. I'm going to follow him and I'm going to see what it is he will do. I thank you so much for the opportunity to give me a few minutes on this Wednesday to be part of your day, uh, to just unpack a little bit of the book of Proverbs. And uh, sometimes, you know, you think about some of what I look at Proverbs, it almost seems a little heavy. Like, oh my goodness, because Solomon is trying to warn his son of the negatives and the truth. There's some great truth, but the negatives. And sometimes we look at this and say it's overwhelming. We don't have to go there. There's always the positive side of that. May we focus on that. May we focus on following God brings great blessing, great strength, and great freedom.